Hey everyone, I'm AJ Fry, and this is Mistakes Were Made, the podcast about our more memorable mistakes and how they affect us. In the spirit of embracing mistakes, I only record one take of my introduction and outro while aspiring to include a full, raw, and uncut interview. So any mistakes I make reading this are left in. The first four episodes were recorded in succession at a live event on August 5th, and my guest for this third episode is my good friend and frequent co-host, Marissa Roberto. (laughs) And though we've known each other for nearly a decade now, I only just recently realized that she pronounces her name as Roberto, and I've been saying Roberto. My apologies, Marissa. Towards the end of the interview, Marissa will read a story from the TIFU or Today I Fucked Up subreddit, which is where folks from all over the world submit stories of mistakes they've made and what happens as a result. It's where I found inspiration for the format of Mistakes Were Made, which as you'll hear in this episode was also inspired by a moment when I flubbed a question in an interview with a big Hollywood star back in 2015. And I'll be back after the live recording to offer some further insight into that as well as some of the things that we talked about on stage. We'll also have a word from our sponsors and a tease from the next episode of Mistakes Were Made. Now let me take you back to Burdock Brewery in Toronto on the night of Monday, August 5th, 2019. Enjoy. In China, a history, author and historian John Key described the work of a British translator reading a letter from the Qing Empire to Queen Victoria concerning the opium trade. The translator rendered the pinyin word yi not as foreigner from the east, but as barbarian. So John Key wrote, the ramifications of the mistake, if that is what it is, were enormous. More even than opium, this tiny monosyllable poison diplomatic exchanges infected the translation of other Chinese characters and skewed the interpretation of whole passages, invariably rendering them more reprehensible to foreign readers. That was a mistake. I'm AJ Fry and this is Mistakes Were Made. <laughs> My guest has been a familiar face covering video games and sports here in Canada. She currently hosts TSN's Digital Sports Center, as well as all kinds of great content with Squad. It's Marissa Roberto. That was nice, AJ. Thank you. So we're our third guest into this evening. Oh, yeah. How are you enjoying mistakes were made so far, Marissa? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Can we talk about Laura for a second? I just, what, the bag of cream? (laughs) I still, I keep thinking about it. Like, was it a Ziploc bag? What, a Ziploc bag. Okay, but filled? Like, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it was just a... Hopefully it was just a joke gone way too far. No, but, but she gets several of them. They're not like one. She, it's not a one-off. She's gotten a few. Right. It's horrifying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You oh, know, my God. O- over the break, uh, <laughs> while I was out there in the audience, someone mentioned, you know, well, how about some good fan stories? And I'm sure we, oh. we both have plenty of those, and we, we do have to recognize the, you know, fan community is pretty fantastic. What do you yeah. think about it in the esports scene, though? Because there's a lot of toxicity in gaming. Oh, my God. We can talk about this. There's so much toxicity in gaming. Uh, Yeah, I don't. um, I don't want to. I don't want to speak ill of it because esports is such a hot topic right now, and you want you want to you know spread love and positivity. Um, But the thing is, these guys have no filter at all on Twitter. They just say whatever the hell they want, and they don't have to own up to anything because they still make money. They get to play games for a living, and they're fine. Um, You've been talking about some of the pros. 
Oh, no. Yeah, the pros for yeah. sure. And I can't like I had to, uh, you know, put a couple of pros in their places. It actually mostly in the Call of Duty scene. I feel like every other scene has been mostly respectful of the Call of Duty scene that was a little inappropriate when I hosted an event for them. I got a lot of DMs. Uh, I keep my DMs open for business. OK. And sometimes you go to the other folder and you find things. But but they're really sneaky with the way they send you those things. Um, they, and the thing is, like, I don't even know if they're underage. Like, I, I'm not sure if they're of age to be sending the things that they're sending me. Yeah, you could be, like, committing a crime looking at some of these right. things, I imagine. Exactly, but they're sneaky because, like, you ho I was hosting an event, and then after that event, uh, this is just an example of one of them, he sent me an image, but you can't see the image unless you accept that image from people you don't know. Right. But in the descriptor, it said, hey, it was so great meeting you. As in, like, because some people came up to take photos, so yeah, I thought so that you're he was just open sharing. The photo with the yeah. guy. Right? Not that photo. It was a penis. Yeah. It it was a penis. He was so proud to share. He he was really proud. What do you? Oh, uh, the penis. Like, but yeah, but it happens a lot. We get a lot of dicks in our DMs. Like, it's just a What's thing that happens. What's your usual response? Uh, sometimes I try to help them. Like I'm just, uh, I, I like to ask them, like, hey, like, just, just wondering, like, does this work for you? Um, I've you, heard, yeah. If you just send them a dick pic back, <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to kind of shut it down. That's what my co-host, my former co-host Sean Hatton on Reason the Run, uh, used to love doing that. He loves sending just, but he also sent send photos of like an actual like rooster, a cock. So he then he sent a photo of a rooster back, but then he sent me this one that he got was it was like Hulk Hogan like a uh, it was a Hulk Hogan doll holding up an enormous penis, which is like like I don't know it's just something that he likes sending people Hulk Hogan holding Wait, a dick Sean I don't know. Hatton sent you a photo. Yeah, of Hulk yeah. Hogan holding up a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just just it wasn't his dick. It was just, it was just a random dick. How do you know? <laughs> it was not, it wasn't the right shade. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here, Marissa. Uh, I was going to keep this conversation fairly clean. Uh, again, though, I, I've, I've been asking folks this. Why did you agree? Is this another case of just you're Canadian and you say yes to everything? Because you are oh one of the gosh. hardest working people that I have ever encountered in my Aww. career. You are constantly out doing things on the go, appearing places. You work. And, and for a while, you were hosting television and also holding down a second job. Yes. Yeah, well, because Canadian television doesn't actually pay That's right. <laughs> any money. So uh, I was also serving. I was, a, I was a server at the Air Canada Centre, um, just in the luxury suites there. So I got to stay, you know, in the darkness. And uh, there was very little times where people just like, because it, it was a video game show that came on late at night. So there, there, it happened a few times where it's like, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? Like, yeah, can I get you a drink? Like, it was just <laughs> one of those... You know, it was yeah. kind of one of those things I just had to separate. But yeah, Canadian TV didn't pay very well. So, you know, you had to hustle while you hustled to get the gigs you need to get. But yes, much like your last guest, I uh, do say yes to everything. And I don't even know if it's a Canadian thing. I feel like it might just be a woman thing. And I don't know if that's, yeah, you guys are feeling that. Yeah, I think it's just a thing that we do because we naturally, for me anyway, I've, I always want to make sure everybody's happy. Like, mm. you want to please everybody, especially if they're working with you or, or you know, want to work with you one day or maybe you can pass the buck and, and, you know, have good karma to someone else. Like, you just always want to say yes and, also you learn that in improv, yes and, 
right? To make just to make everything better, you say yes. I was. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to say something. I feel very much the same, uh. though I've realized in recent years how different the experience must be for women. Just even going places day to day. My wife often gives yeah. me you know, grief over the fact that I will step out of the way of people like coming down the street yeah. and always contort myself to make way f for other people. But I often well, find you don't that be an asshole. women will say like, sorry for being kind of even close to remotely potentially <laughs> being in my way as they pass me. Yeah. And they apologize for taking up space where it's entirely unnecessary. The most like minor, you know, human transactions where if it was just two dudes, we barely acknowledge one another because yeah. it doesn't matter. But women are constantly in this state of like, sorry, I don't want to be a bother or anything like that. Oh, and yeah. I imagine that's because there's a lot of dudes out there who are just like super aggressive and awful. Uh, maybe. Awful. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I don't know if it's just like a thing that we grow up with or I don't know. You're just always eager to please, I guess. Always want to make sure any, anyone that has to deal with me, that's why I hate birthdays. I always hate my birthday every year because... You want to, you know, put a party together, but everybody's there for you. So you need to make sure that everybody's having a great time in the room or you failed as the birthday person. I can't. <laughs> so I just, Sounds I like you've got a bad birthday story you want to share. <laughs> no, no, but literally every year. Yeah. Actually, no, my champagne birthday. My 11th birthday, my mother was supposed to get me champagne. While you were 11? Well, that's your champagne birthday. And I was so excited to taste the champagne. It was going to be my first time trying it. Right. No, Tina forgot the champagne. And I also asked for a crispy crunch cake. I loved crispy crunch at the time, but she also forgot that as well. I'm making my mom sound really bad. My mom's a great person, <laughs> but she just forgot all those things. And I just remember feeling like, you know, you're, you're a young woman and you're, I don't know, you, there's a lot of hormones, okay? I, I cried a lot that birthday because I didn't have champagne and I didn't have my crispy crunch cake. He just, they literally took a crispy crunch bar that they bought at the grocery store and put it on top. Of the vanilla cake. Makes I'm it like, a crispy crunch cake, no? No, no. no. <laughs> I'm like, why did you even bother? Anyway, it's fine. They're, they're lovely people, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Just always holding on to that 11th birthday. <laughs> uh, do you want to share a Reddit story, or you just want to talk oh. about your own stories and mistakes? Or do you want to talk about esports more? Because we're at a weird time with this yeah. Fortnite thing that just happened. I don't know if people oh, heard yeah. about this, but like a 16-year-old kid just went to couple of million bucks playing Fortnite and suddenly um, once again Three now um, video games are to blame for all the mass shootings that are happening in the US yeah, yeah Trump is out there telling everyone that it's the, the video games <laughs> it's amazing that, that in every other country that plays video games it's only in the US that it's really affecting those children yeah, it's weird. so it's very strange so distraction tactics yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, obviously the esports scene is insane. Uh, I'm happy that it's growing, but also with growth comes a lot of, you know, sharks in the water. So there are always like executives around or people around trying to make money off of this buzzword that's happening. Yeah, and which I don't, is scary. I've been in this space now for about a year because, and I wanted to thank you on stage for this. The day mm -hmm. that Interspace got canceled, I got mm -hmm. a call from Marissa saying, You want to be on my show tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And it was just the sweetest thing of like, Ah, oh, I can be on TV again. Oh my gosh, of course. No, yeah. I was devastated when Interspace was done. I uh, absolutely, did. like I felt all of that, and I'm sure you guys did too. It was, yeah, I love that show. Um, <laughs> but so now, you know, I, I came out there and was like, okay, cool, esports. Yeah, I went to like, uh, you know, I shot a, a small part in a movie that was set at like the League of Legends World Championships in Poland a few years back. So I'd been exposed to what? <laughs> well, I'm like, that's amazing, but like a small. I was playing myself. It was a cameo oh. on Pure Ownage, which was at the time the largest crowdfunded Indiegogo movie in Canada. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But uh, then learning more about esports, I'm still, I feel like a total fish out of water because though I've been gaming, you know, my, my whole life essentially, yeah. 
I never really got into the whole competitive scene. And it's weird. Like, I haven't figured out where the money comes in because, like, in sports, it's, of course, attendance tickets and merchandising and stuff like that. But it seems like esports, there aren't that many live events. There's not that much merchandise. Where's the money, like, there, coming uh, in? I don't know. For a long time, I thought it was, like, just all for money laundering. <laughs> like, I, I just thought it was, this, like, this ruse. Uh, for a while, because there are a lot of different <laughs> there are a lot of different events, but there was so much money poured into. It. I'm like, how? How is this happening? Uh, no, I think it's actually a legitimate thing now, <laughs> where they do get money from a lot of sponsors well, know, and like, broadcasters. You know, but Overwatch I think that's how it started. Some of these more, you know, Dota obviously with their big yeah. international competitions coming up at the end of the the month, like fans actually contribute by online sales oh, and yeah. there's like prize pools that are legitimate. But it just seems like a weird space that hasn't quite found its footing yet sure yeah and then we have i mean you and i get invited to do a lot of panels as well we're talking yeah. about esports and that's fine but i do feel like a lot of the panels that we end up being on end up just being a bunch of executives selling something mm. for investors to come and then buy into whatever they're selling so there's just a lot of that and i'm trying to navigate through it and not just become some show for another company you know pushing whatever it is they're doing um but it, it's a wild ride like esports is crazy also there are a lot of jobs in esports if you guys want to if you're thinking of getting into something new Esports, esports blowing up right now. It really is, yeah. Uh, but you're also in the sports sports scene with yeah. TSN Sports Center Digital. So what's mm -hmm. the deal there? Oh, the deal. Uh, I, I mean, funnily enough, when I left journalism school, I got a gig or uh, interning at TSN. So I was writing stories for them. It was a copy editor. And then I hate, like, I just hated it. I hated every second of it. Just writing. You're just writing and you feel like you have to write for the broadcaster, but you're not sure the voice they, you want them to use. And uh, they gave me a lot of, like, soccer games. And uh, it just, I don't know. You're a big baseball fan. You're not a big I, soccer yes. fan. I'm a big baseball fan. I do like soccer, but yeah. it was just one of those things where it's like they're giving the intern, like, the stuff that won't ever make it to TV. So it kind of, like, deflates you a bit as right. you're writing there. Not, I was sitting there, like, entitled intern. Um, and then you, I don't know, I just left there thinking there's no way that I would ever go back to that and I because I always said I want to do either baseball or video games in my life just cover one of those two things because those are the things that made me happy and so when I left to do video games I just didn't think I'd ever do sports again but then I got a random DM one day that's why I keep your DMs open okay random DM one day from a, a producer at TSN who works with the bar down people just amazing group of guys and gals who uh, write funny stuff about hockey and they do uh, they have a YouTube series they're great they're putting together a digital sports center show so it's basically three minutes of sports um, where it's just easy to digest I'm getting a lot of women reaching out to me saying this is how they're getting sports for the first time and learning oh. about, yeah, what their husbands might be talking about. It's exciting for them to actually get into it with them, um, which is fun for me because I've always wanted to have more women, I don't know, follow what I'm doing and chat with me about what I'm doing. I get a lot. My audience is very much 90-10. Like, I get wow. a lot. I have a lot of male followers, which is why I get a lot of dick pics sent to my DMs. <laughs> and I don't want any more. So... <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about the women following me, that's all. That makes me happy. But yeah, no, it's, spor it's sports. On TSN's Instagram channel every single weekday at 3 p.m., new, new episode every day. So I go there in the morning, mm. and then I go to the squad esports gaming stuff with you yeah. at the other studio in Oakville, and so it's the whole scene. So when does your day start? Uh, it starts around 7.30. It's like not that bad. On set by 7.30? You wake up at 7.30? Uh, I leave my place at 7.30 okay. well, to get there for so 8 and then I do no no it's but you do work like long days yeah yeah but you got that's the thing I'm uh, because I also lost a show EP Daily Interviews the Run because that went away I got this 
uh, I don't know, I guess it's called baby burn, when you get burned by something and you feel like you can't ever let it happen again. So I just kept piling things on, and that's another thing about always saying yes, saying yes, yes, saying yes, and then you just like, you feel painted into a corner because you've said yes to so many things, and you get hoodwinked. Like I got hoodwinked doing a audition for, oh my God, so annoying. I When I moved back from Vancouver, because I was doing a show there, Yeah. I came back and I got an agent here because I wasn't sure what to do, but I told her that I wasn't an actress. Like, please don't put me for acting things. I can't do it. Um, just hosting stuff. So she got this audition with this beauty company because they want me to uh, be a host on their channel. And I said, sure, why not? And then I went for the audition. There was nothing to do with any of the products. They just wanted to see how I did, and I got it. And then I went in and I read the script, and while we were doing it, literally halfway through, I'm reading the script, and they're recording. I start talking about the benefits of lamb placenta. What? Yes! There's literally a video of me on the internet talking about lamb placenta. Don't Google it. I don't like <laughs> it's a whole thing. Lamp Everyone placenta. at home watching is Googling don't, this oh right my God. now. No. That's the thing about hoodwinked. Like you just don't know because you get pushed into these scenarios and you're like, yeah, sure. Oh my gosh, a gig, that's amazing. And she was so excited for me, my agent, because I hadn't booked anything. Right. So just go do this. And uh, it was awful. Yeah, lamp placenta and then the second one Does was for seal oil. Work though? Well, they gave me some samples. <laughs> I broke out, so <laughs> didn't work for me, but I'm assuming it works for some. Uh, <laughs> now, I know you got some stories of <laughs> mistakes that you'd like to share. That was a mistake. Willing to share. <laughs> We're getting the five-minute cue here. Oh, no, we didn't read the Reddit thing. Yeah, whatever. We don't need to read the Reddit thing. Oh. Talking to you is interesting. <laughs> I Okay. <laughs> I'm like mad at your wife for giving us five minutes. <laughs> we can go a little long. Do you want to read the Reddit thing and then? Well, no. Where is it? Now, did you bring it? Did I bring it? I folded uh, it up. No, I did. I did bring it. I'm just there's trying to split one. it for the next one. Yeah, there's a, it's a long one. That's why I don't know if we should. Okay, that's fine. We'll just do it. This one's pretty short if you want to read a short one. Uh, it's a shorty? It's pretty cute. Okay. You want to read one? Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. TIFU by forgetting babies exist. Okay, so I've been spending a lot of time around dogs. I've recently been hired by friends, families, and family friends to walk or watch their dogs. My Reddit is covered in dogs from various sources. My Facebook is solely dog pages and dog-related charities. Basically, everywhere I turn, I see a dog. Not a bad life to live. Until yesterday, I walked one of my mother's friend's dog to a dog-friendly pub and sat in the garden enjoying a drink and the sun. It wasn't very busy with, the with only a few other people sitting around me. It's hot. I've just walked in the sun for maybe 20 minutes stupidly without water. I want to blame dehydration for this FU, but really, I know I'm just an idiot. A couple of young ladies are, are sat a few tables away from me, talking and cooing over a pushchair. My first thought is that in a pushchair is a dog. <laughs> I don't know. It's a hot day and I've seen dogs in pushchairs before. Probably Florida. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want his paws on hot tarmac. Maybe they're just a little extra. Regardless, the thought that babies exist didn't enter my tiny, stupid brain. As they got up to leave and walk by me, I decided to be friendly, <laughs> a friendly fellow dog walker, and look up at them, uttered the words, what breed is it? And gestured toward the pushchair. <laughs> they looked very confused and slightly offended and proceeded to hurry away. It was a baby, a human baby. 
I'm so glad they took the traditional British approach to confuse stare and silence. If they had said something, I think I would have disintegrated on the spot. It was a long walk home after that, and thankfully, I didn't pass any more pushchairs. He's saying pushchair, though, so I'm assuming it's not... It's British. Yeah. Yeah. So not Florida. No. Okay. I've seen that in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably in Yorkville around town yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. You, yeah, I also just adopted a dog and she's very tiny. You might see. Yeah, your dog's yeah. adorable. She's funny looking. Yeah. She's funny looking. It's okay, you can say it. No, she is. She's funny looking, but like she's cute to me. She's beautiful to me. She's a chihuahua mix. You know, they can, they can look, they can look funny. <laughs> she can look funny. So we're gonna wrap up with our, our tales of woe. Oh. I know you got one with Aaron Eckhart. The whole idea of mistakes were made. I'll, I'll launch into mine so you'll feel not so bad talking about yours. It came from an interview I did with Hugh Jackman uh, a few years back for the film Chappie. <coughs> yeah, yeah, and this happened just after we had a, a producer at Space who was rather controlling is the most polite way to put it. And every uh, interview that I ever went down and did, I had my questions arrive by email. A producer would help me. And this was the first time in her absence I went, oh, no one's... No one's told me what to ask for this film. And, you know, having been working there for a number of years at this point, probably six years yeah. uh, already, I thought, like, okay, I kind of got the hang of this. But, you know, I have interviewed Hugh Jackman a bunch of times at this point. He, uh, you know, said my name back to me during one of the interviews, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. He dropped my name. Uh, most people don't even learn your, your name when you're in there doing the interviews yeah, with big yeah. celebrities. So I thought, maybe I can ac actually ask him, like, a good question, something, oh. something meaningful, something important. And I thought about the, the plot of Chappie, and it's about a robot trying to decide whether he wants to be a good robot or a bad robot. And I thought, well, Hugh Jackman is notoriously one of the most like giving, generous, oh, yeah. you know, well-mannered uh, gentlemen in Hollywood. And this was long before all the Me Too stuff. And I just thought, well, maybe I should ask him whether it's you know, more important to be a good actor or a good person overall. I thought that was like a pretty good question to ask him. And I got in there. I asked him my other questions, and then for some reason said, and now for the Oprah Winfrey question. Oh, gee, oh no. And he kind of oh, looked geez. at me and then looked over at his publicist and looked back at me, oh, and no. I went, oh, no. And then the right words just left my brain. And then I just said, is it better to be good or to be nice? <laughs> <laughs> something, something like that. What and did he say? He was just like, uh, <laughs> and then he gave me a very polite answer, Aww. but uh, yeah, it, it was it was bad, and I, w <laughs> I walked out of there going like, oh, that was awful. <laughs> the only way that's ever gonna see the light of day is if I like tell the story of my worst question with a big celebrity, <laughs> and then I had the thought and of, oh, are, I'll yeah. do a web show about <laughs> mistakes made and tell all the stories of the fuck ups that I've had in my life and, Those and are share fun them. Stories though. They're life stories. Yeah. They're, they're fun you know, stories that wouldn't happen. Grow. I've never dared ask such a meaningful question of someone of his stature yeah, before. Yeah. But you had an encounter with Aaron Eckhart. Uh, yeah. The thing is, like, it was it was set up for me because another host on the show, on EP Daily, had interviewed him before, and she had this great experience with him. They spoke French together. Like, it was this whole thing that I just really wanted to replicate in some way, even though like, I'm not going to speak French because I couldn't do that. But um, I just knew that from stories that everyone else from the show had told that he was this great guy, that I'm not going to have this great experience with him. And I hate junkets so much. I hate them so much because all you do is sit in a room for a long time, just get nervous, and you're, I'm stuffing my armpits with 
paper towel. <laughs> and uh, just waiting your turn, you want to feel like, I don't know, you want to stand out, I guess, to these actors too, right? Yeah. Like you want to have them remember you in some way just to have a good experience. But as I'm waiting to go, like it's almost my turn. I'm, so they have me queued up outside the door and someone else is in there. Uh, he burst through the door having this huge coughing fit and like ran right into me. I'm like, oh my goodness, are you okay? Are you okay? Can I get something for you? Like it was a whole scene and I, I don't know if maybe that was embarrassing for him. I had no idea. But uh, then I walked into the room because the guy had left as he was having his coughing fit. I walked into the room um, and then Aaron Eckhart's like, wait a minute, I wasn't done with the other guy. Get him back in here. I'm like, okay. okay. And I just, I'm just, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. Also, I'm very new to junkets. I'm like fresh at all of this. It was awful. And then I get uh, in there and he's just, I can see like the everything's deflated. Like he doesn't want me there. I am now stuck with him, and they give me seven minutes. I think it was. Well, that's a Lo long, long longest. Interview. Yeah, Normally longest seven minutes of my life. Or four oh no, I couldn't deal. I got out of there in like three. But um, <laughs> it it was just awful because it was for I Frankenstein. Ooh. I don't think he enjoyed being in that movie. I don't know. But I started, because it was a geek-centric show, I wanted to start with, like, oh, have you, are you familiar with the graphic novels? And I was kind of getting it, going to the geek side of things. No. Uh, okay. Uh, it literally, me just, like, scrambling to talk about your experience on the movie set. Like, I didn't know what to say. It was just awful. And it was yeah. so bad that after my producer, because I got sent to Vancouver for editing, he, he actually sent me a message asking if I was okay. <laughs> because it was so bad because I left the experience honestly thinking what am I doing I suck at this I should not be in this industry at all like no one's gonna take me seriously I'm a fraud there's really no training for those junkie no, interviews at all awful. like I mean I didn't go to journalism school I went to comedy college so when I, they thrust me that into my smart. first junket interview it was like well here goes nothing I don't know what I'm doing but and you probably crushed uh, unless that was the Hugh Jackman one then you no. didn't no, no. Okay. Yeah. there you go <laughs> Uh, you can catch more of Marissa Roberto on TSN's Digital Sports Center. We got one more episode of Mistakes Are Made coming up in just a bit. Thank you, Marissa Roberto. Thank you, Vijay. Thanks again to Marissa for making some mistakes with me. I've searched for Marissa's Lamb Placenta video and haven't had any luck. So if you find it, please be sure to send it to me via direct message. I've got some ideas of how best to use it in the future. <laughs> I will give you full credit for finding it, though, and you can find me as AJ Fry on all the things. That's A-J-A-Y-F-R-Y if somehow you're listening to this and still think my name is just the letters A-J. Also, don't bother trying to find that clip of me with Hugh Jackman. I do have it on a hard drive somewhere just out of arm's reach as I record this, and I had the thought to grab the audio to include in this episode, but I think I'll wait until my hundredth. I think I'll wait until my hundredth episode or maybe some other special occasion. You don't have to wait long for a sneak peek at next week's episode with multidisciplinary artist Curtis Tallway Santiago. It's coming up just on the other side of this. Listen up, PC gamers. You think you're a Grandmaster-level player in all the hottest first-person shooters? Well, why don't you try a real challenge? Put your elite gaming mouse away because this episode of Mistakes Were Made is brought to you by Trackballs. Yeah, the Canadian invention endorsed by video and audio editors all over the world, as well as your aunt who suffers from chronic wrist pain. It also makes for an incredibly difficult to learn and nearly impossible to master input device for computer gaming. Yeah, trackballs are kind of like joysticks on console controllers, but far less intuitive and even less accurate. 
So plug one in today and struggle like a newborn fawn taking its first steps as you attempt to put all the muscle memory normally stored in your shoulder, bicep, elbow, forearm, and wrist into just your thumb. Trackballs. Game like a noob. Game like AJ Fry. We're packing up the event and she comes over to my section where I have some music, some drawings, a t-shirt, the duh, the silk scarves, bam. And she's like, okay, I'm gonna take that, I'll take that, I'll take that, and I'll take you. Ooh. <laughs> Mummy. <laughs> I got so scared. And I, I didn't even know what to do. I was like, uh, uh, I'm like, no. That was a clip from the next episode of Mistakes Were Made with Curtis Talway Santiago. I'll have that show for you next Monday, and if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and tell your friends. I'll be switching the format up a little bit after these first four episodes, and I'm keen to hear your thoughts, reactions, and feedback, so please send along any comments or constructive criticism. Thanks for listening. I'm AJ Fry, and I'll see you in the future.